podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to part two of episode 80 of FPL Black Box. I hope you enjoyed part one. In this second part, I reveal my wildcard selection ahead of game week four. We also make our predictions, but first we go back to the player data and you join us as I start to look at midfielders. Uh, okay, let's look at midfielders now. Um, interesting names at the top. Brendia, uh, 148 minutes. 0.94 XGI non-penalty per 90. Obviously, I'm sure that's not, sustainable. Not guaranteed to start. Definitely not sustainable. But started ahead of Coutinho at the weekend. And so, you know, Gerard's team sheet has been so hard to predict. I don't think Wendy is going to be a factor in our season. Not yet anyway. And yeah. I still don't think. Rodrigo. Tell, talk to me about Rodrigo. 0.86 XGI non-penalty. Four goals, one assist. 4.9 shots per 90 more than any other midfielder, probably more than any other player. We'll look at the forwards in a minute. What's your verdict on Rodrigo? What is going on? That's my verdict on, on Rodrigo. What, what, what is happening? Uh, I, I listened to, Seb, Seb did a great analysis on the Scoutcast about Leeds in general. Mm, um, yeah, I saw that, yeah. He's not completely sold on the fact that Rodrigo is his first choice. In, in no, 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 no. Um, I mean, there was some, some comments from March which very much indicated that he was. I think he, he said, you know, he, he's the captain and he's, the penalty taker and he's established all that all that kind of stuff so yeah while he's banging in goals of course he's going to be starting and, and in the team but there is that kind of worry that if this if this does revert back to what we've seen from him in previous seasons then he could be out so I guess that's the decision you make if you buy him you think okay is this sustainable is this 30.8% conversion rate it's not <laughs> sustainable? sustainable there's no way it's sustainable I'm not. I'm not arguing that but at the same time FBL is often about jumping on the value options when yeah. they emerge and, and jumping yeah. on them early. He's, he's about to have a second price rise this week. So he's about to go to 6-3, I believe. Right, So he is accelerating away. And the data here, if you look at it, yeah, the accuracy and conversion of 46.2 and 30.8, when you look at his previous season, his accuracy is pretty good. His accuracy is normally around the high 30s, right? So he's, his shot accuracy is good. But his conversion rate previously was in 12.8, 15.2, it's 30.8. It's double the conversion mm. rate. There's no way it's sustainable. His XGI non-penalty per 90, 0.86 compared to 0.26 last season, 0.55 the season before that. That will come down. So it's no way it's sustainable. But if he is having seven touches in the box per match, if he is having four to five shots per match, he's going to be, he's going to be a decent, and he's on penalties while yeah. Bamford is out. It's difficult to ignore at the moment. Well, he's 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 going to be he's going to be a player that I that I ignore because I'm not going to move Mount down to Rodrigo and right. bank the money because I, I you know I'd go for one of the eight million mids or have Gundogan and I have no other real way of getting it. But I look mm. at the fixtures of Leeds. I think if you're going to move from you move now. Brighton, Everton, Brentford, Forest, great four games. You're going to catch all these price rises as well if you move, which can help you yeah. later down the line. He's the man in form. Leeds have got confidence. He's playing well. There's no, I can't really make a case against him. All I will say is that I still have my doubts about Leeds generally this season under Marsh. And I have my doubts about Rodrigo as a decent, as a decent Premier League player. 
they're my concerns and I am biased probably on, on previous season. I think if, if this is your first season watching the Premier League and you've watched the first couple of games, you think, oh my God, Leeds are amazing, really attacking this Rodrigo guy. He's, he's elite, but I know that he's not and I know that Leeds aren't yeah, really that great either. So I'm a bit more hesitant. But I'm with you. I, I don't think it's sustainable, but for the here and now, yeah, and I'm playing I, my wild card. I've got to get on you've it. Got I think. To. You, you've got to. You've got to go from a wild card. You've, you, you know, if you've got the money to move from Neto up to a, a six million ish mid, midfielder, he's clearly the, the standout pick to go for over Gross, for example, that some people are doing. I think you know, if you if there's some people asking about mount replacements and stuff, I don't think there's, there's anything wrong with going down from Mount to to Rodrigo and catching these price rises, especially if it means you can use the money to upgrade someone like Sanchez, um, someone like Ward up to a, a Sanchez or even an Edison. You could you could go up to. So all we're thinking about. There's no real negatives mm. about him. I just can't see this. I just can't see yeah. this carrying on for that long, personally. Uh, De Bruyne on 0.78 XGI non-penalty. Really good start to the season for him. One goal, three assists. Um, three shots per 90. Um, chance created per 90 um, of 4.04. Really, really strong. Um, if we look at his season data um, over the last five seasons, yeah, he's not up by that much. It's only really his shot accuracy, which is the best over the last five seasons. His XGI non-penalty is up, though. 0.78 yeah. is the highest it's been for five seasons. Mm. 0.56 last season, 0.59 the season before that. In season 19-20, his best 0.66 was the best until these three matches. It is only three games, but the signs are good that KDB is performing at a level where he warrants that heavy hit status, and he, and he could he could rival Salah. I really like this. I, I just really like this this chart. You know, having, having kind of started with him because you know the accuracy is is forty four point four percent, but he has historically a pretty good accuracy around thirty five forty percent. Anyway, it's yeah. his conversion that's that's down. I mean, last year it was twenty percent. Okay, the season before that was only seven and a half, but before that it was thirteen. I mean, it is a kind of a bit of a, a mixed bag, but it tells me that you know a conversion rate of you know probably high around fifteen percent probably isn't unachievable for for someone of, of his quality. He's got more assist potential now Haaland's in the side because he's got someone to finish off the chances. I really like the role he's playing. You know, we're interlinking with, with Gundogan, getting forward yeah. and dropping back and that is just working so well. He drifts over to the right and puts the crosses in and the XGI non-penalty per nightly of 0.78. I mean, that is massive. That is that is so mm. high it's strong. Uh, across, his across his first three games. So he's going to continue to fly under the radar, I think, because people are going to stick with, with Salah and, and Haaland. And I'm more confident now than I was a couple of weeks ago that... that De Bruyne can match or even outscore Haaland when the Champions League kicks in. Well, let's look at the other heavy hitters in the bracket. Let's look at Son. Um, and this is, you know, again, perhaps by my decision to wildcard, he is up for shots per 90 and shots per mm. in the box per 90 on last season. All of his shots this season have been in the box. 3.33 shots per 90. So the shot volume has gone up, which is what I hoped for. But the... Basically, the conversion rate is zero at the moment. His accuracy <laughs> is below what it was. I mean, his accuracy and conversion rate last season, 55% accuracy, 26% conversion. The season before, 52 accuracy, 25 mm. conversion. So he's done it for two consecutive seasons. He's just not done it yet this season. But it will come, won't it? I mean, look at those last two seasons. Incredible, isn't it? Um, there, was so, an in, there was an interesting, in, an interesting debate earlier about mm. whether we should use kind of goals and points in any kind of decision-making for, for our players. And one of the questions that was asked was, if a player goes 10 games without scoring a goal, um, but has really good underlying stats, 
So let's say, you know, well, Salah did it for the second half last season. He went exactly, a while yeah. without scoring, yeah. Yeah, and, and this is where we're kind of at with Son, right? The underlying stats are still pretty decent, but, he, but he's had no goals. How long do you give it before you, you give well, up? Well, this is player? it. Or yeah. would some people look at this data and think, okay, Son's actually been really unlucky. I like these stats. I'm going to buy him. I'm going to get him in and, and try and hit that, that first hole. Yeah, what I mean, I, I think, I think, but the trouble is, when do I do it? It's been three games. He is playing poorly. I mean, the eye test and the opinion of his performances is low at the moment. Spurs fans don't rate his performances. They're calling for Richarlison to start. I watched the game with him as captain, so I watched and scrutinised everything he did. His first touch was off. He was snatching opportunities. Yeah. He had chances. He had really good chances. He hit the post. He was through one-on-one. He just, something is missing. And whether it's just variance and the ball's not dropping for him and it will at Forest and get year. the hat-trick. I know, is- exactly. And it, and it could be. <laughs> But it's like you say, when do you call it quits? Three games probably isn't enough, but other factors have, you know, compounded the fact I've played the wild card. But his XGI non-penalty per 90 of 0.47, he's down on 0.64 of last season. But it's pretty much his average over the other seasons, 0.41 in 2021, 0.46 in 1920. So his XGI non-penalty per 90 is at the level we probably can expect. Last season was an outlier, perhaps. But how long do you leave it? Very, very tough, isn't it? It is, but I, I just can't see Son getting 20-plus goals this season. You don't see it? And, mm, you, I mean, yeah, I mean, what, what, I mean what's it? What's it, uh, it it's, uh, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm getting a bit carried away by, by the... I think by you the, are. I think he will get, He could get 20 goals. But the, re, the reason why I'm saying he's not going to get 20 goals is because of Richarlison, and it is those X-Mins. Right. Maybe yeah. It's it's yeah. it's not it's not really to do with the fact that I think he's a worse player and he's suddenly never going to score a goal for Spurs again. But I mm-hmm. think you have to look at it from the lens of of that was an absolutely incredible season that he had last year, and he's going to have to hit those heights like almost every game to get back. Uh, to and that, I and that I was level. backing him to do that. Yeah, and I, trouble. I I just think you know with with Richarlison there and Richarlison is a top quality Brazilian international who's not going to. He will take his chances when he gets on the pitch. I think I can't. I can't see both of them just being out of form for the whole season. So it's going to eat. It's going to eat into his minutes. And from an FPL perspective, twelve million with, with that well, hanging around him. Exactly. And the other thing is that the Kane Son relationship. It looks different. Kane looks to be dwelling a bit more in the box, spending more time in the box, and it, the link up's not quite as is there. There aren't the opportunities that have been there in previous seasons. Last season, zero point nine big chances per 90, must have been a big factor in the fact that he returned 23 goals. So far this season, 0.3 big chances per 90. Small sample, I'll say it again, but that, that, that's the other thing. I haven't seen those frequent good opportunities for Son yet. And, and the link-up with Kane looks a bit different. The dynamic looks a bit different, but it's only been three games. So we'll see. We'll see what It'll happens. come. I mean, I'm, I'm still expecting oh, him to yeah. get, you yeah. know, I'm still expecting him to get 15, 15 goals this season. Mm. But for 12 million, is that enough? Yeah. I don't think it is, especially when you take away the reliability of the captains. Yeah. Hold that fault. Okay. Hold that fault. Now we're looking at Mo Salah. Mo Salah, look at the data so far compared to last season. He's down on everything, apart from chances created. He has created 4.3 chances per 90, double what he created last season. He made 2.3. Zero two chances per 90 last season. He's also made more crosses. Open play crosses per 90, 1.6 compared to 1.3 last season. So he's crossing more and he's creating more chances. Darwin, maybe. Maybe the, a change of role to some extent, maybe. But 
the, the key thing is his touches in the box per 90 are down, his shot in the box per 90 are down, his shot in the box per 90 are down, and his overall big chances are down. Everything is down, right, at the moment. It's only three games again, but it's down, right? But Liverpool are playing badly. So is the premise that, okay, when Liverpool start playing well, we'll get more out of Salah? Presumably, yes. Yeah. It's very early days. But do you think there's anything in here yet? Do you think there's any indication here? I mean, the encouraging thing is, I mean, his XGI non penalty per 90 is 0.62. Still and strong. In, yeah. And in the season when he got 28 attacking returns, it was 0.63. So I, I always look at 0. For some reason, I don't know what it is. It's, you know, the stats guys will probably tell me I'm completely off. I look at 0.6. And I think if I've got any of my players with a rap with 0.6 or higher, I'm fine with that. That's the kind of the the, the high. I think 0.6 is, is a great metric because it's like you're going to get something from them, you know, more than once every every couple of games, um, you know, which I really like. I mean, 0.86 is just absolutely ludicrous across the he starts. Absolutely yeah. crazy. So you know, 0.6 would be kind of nestled in that. I mean, in the season when he got you know 29 um, you know, attacking returns, it was 0.74. Before that's 0.7 for him, and he's just consistently kind of absolutely yeah. crazy. But 0.62 isn't panic stations for me. Um, for no, Salah. no, no, I agree. I agree. And it's just, it's just the, it, the chances created and the open play crosses is, is, is quite interesting. That does point at he's passing more and he's setting up teammates more mm. at the moment. That's, that's what I look at and think that's a bit odd because it's double any previous season. Like, look at the chances created in previous season 2.0 last season, 1.61, 1.87, and 1.88. It's double every other season. So he is setting up teammates more at the moment after three games. But I've, got a, uh, I've got a narrative for you, if you'd like. Go on then. Uh, Manny's left and they, yeah, they hated each other. So they were all about individual glory. <laughs> and now Manny's gone. So he's become a team player. There you go. Love the narrative. <laughs> um, okay, let's look at another player. Let's go back to the midfield. Can I table. just say quickly, we've got 2,590 people watching live, which yeah. is amazing. It's a record uh, for the stream, I think. Uh, is it? Other than the Match of the Day stream. I think oh, so, wow. yeah. Wow, absolutely incredible. Yeah. So yeah, thank you all for, for watching. Uh, do give us a like. Um, do drop us a comment in the chat as well, if you're watching. Um, and do make sure you're subscribed to the channel as we push on to our next suit Smash wearing it. of uh, yeah, 30,000. Yeah, 30, 30,000 subs. Yeah. Come on, we can make it. Uh, I want to talk about Zaha. He's fifth in the table, 0.66 XGI non-penalty per 90. He's a player you know and love, of course. He's playing a central attacking role for Palace. Uh, and we look at his data versus his last five seasons, as we've done for other players tonight. And look at that. Look how much green is on this season so far. Everything is up. Yes, his conversion rate is 28.6, which is very high. Although he did hit 24.1 in 2021. But what's key for me is the touches in the box are double what they've been in previous seasons. Shot per 90 is higher um, than previous seasons. Only a little bit up on last season, to be honest. But his XGI on penalties, 0.53, down on last season, actually. So some of the data was favourable, more favourable last season. But touches in the box, that kind of indicates his role that he's playing. He's getting into the box more. He's more of a threat to teams. He should convert more, right? And also, I think Palace are have a little bit more about them attacking terms this season. Oh, they do. I, they're, a, they're a great team. And, you know, my dad's probably listening and he's probably... Actually, <laughs> my, 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 my dad doesn't mind Palace. I think he, he, he's he got some respect for them because I think they beat Cardiff a few years ago. And if mm. they'd lost that match, um, I think Cardiff would have stayed up or, or, or something like that or, or been close. So my dad isn't actually a huge basher of, of Palace. But I will give them praise because I think... I've said time and time again, it's obvious what an amazing job Vieira's done there. But I just look at their, their squad 
And a pop, the defense is boring, so boring. You know, gone are the days of Van Anhol and, and all that, that kind of thing. But the midfield is such an exciting midfield. Oh, Eze Elise, Eze. Elise. I like Hughes is barely playing, but I, I like him as well. And then up front, they've got, you know, Mateta, who is kind of a, a solid and like quite dependable striker when he, when he kind of gets the minutes. But then they've got mm. Zahar as well. Like they've got loads of players um, in that side who who can kind of like turn a game on its head and, and can depend excite. And they're not just like this solid team that are just going to grind out 1-0 wins um, anymore. So I really like it. But it's just the fixtures are, are bad. I mean, you know, City away, Newcastle away in six, Brighton away in eighth. I mean, none of those are particularly easy. United, yeah. we, we, we haven't really talked about United yet. And I've got to give them some praise so people don't keep saying how much I hate <laughs> them, which, which I don't. Um, but... Yeah, I look at that and I think if I'm going to invest in in Zaha, it's probably going to be a bit later in the season. I still don't think there's a huge need to bring him in. Right the thing now. is, for me, he's very good on the counter attack, and I think at, 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 you know against United, even at teams like Newcastle, Palace look like they're going to be a threat. And and Eze's playing well, and Elise's yet to come in. I think they've got a bit about him in attacking terms. So mm. I and because he's on pens as well, seven million. I think again, it's like Rodrigo. I think when I'm wild carding. I've got to get on, I think. I mean, did you see Vieira said that he's targeting 20 goals this season? Yeah, I mean, he got he got 14 goals last season, um, 11 before that. And then his previous seasons have not been that impressive. I mean, four goals, 10, nine, seven. I mean, okay, now he's now playing mm. in that kind of central kind of striker role. The pens are interesting because I don't trust him from pens <laughs> at all. He, his record isn't bad, actually. It's better than I thought he was. Mm. He's, he's, he's missed three out of 10 and scored seven. Oh, still not um, I thought he was worse than that. I thought he'd missed... Right. I thought we had more of like a 50-50. But even when I watch him like run up to the ball, I still don't think he's... Because it's funny because he, he can look so confident in the match. Like The goal he took against Liverpool was so well taken. I think he's easy to read when he runs up. Yeah, he is. Thing. I don't think he's kind of yeah. got that like... He just looks where he's going to hit it and just hits it there. And then the keeper says... I don't know. It's, mm. it's a bit of a story. But I mean, his record isn't, isn't awful. Mm. Um, I do like him. I do like him as a player. I just... I've owned him before and he's... He is... A, he's one of those troll-type players oh, yeah. who... You get him in, and you think it's all going to go well, and he's got pens and stuff, and he just he goes on a bit of a, a run of, of not really getting anything. I mean, what, I mean, his assists have, have been quite poor, um, you know, for quite a few seasons now. I mean, two assists last year, four the year before that, six the year before that. Um, you know, so you are kind of relying on on those goals mm. with him. I think he can get them. I don't know. I, I think he's I think he's a good option. Seven minutes, I think he's a good option, but I don't yeah. think he's like a game breaking option yet. I don't know. When you see, again, when you see a manager talk about a midfielder targeting 20 goals a season and he's playing up front and he's on pens and he's taking his goals well and he's in a team that can counter-attack and he's in a team that have got good attacking players. It's really, I mean, you yeah. can see where I'm going, right? I, I couldn't not get him, I don't think. I can't believe he's still there. <laughs> no, he's never got his move, did he? There's never no, there's no rumours anymore, is there? There's just, no. It just seems and, to be... Kind of and fair play to him. Like, he has he has thrown himself into it. And Vieira's arrival has, has made the project more attractive for him. And, and quite rightly. I mean, I think him and Eze. I think Eze is a special player as well. Eze is in 25th on this table, but he's been really impressive. 0.37 XGI non-penalty per 90. With Palace with better fixtures, you'd look at Eze, wouldn't mm. you? Yeah. But I think Zaha would be Zaha's, the best. Zaha's a standout. Yeah. No, I think so. Uh, just one word on Trossard before we go off midfielders. Because... You've got a new left wing back now. So Trossard will presumably move to a different role. Even at left wing back, he's on this table in 14th. And in terms of shot per 90 and shot in the box per 90, he's in the top 10 for midfielders so far. Hand it over to you. Absolutely no end product. 
yeah, I mean, he's he is what he is. I still don't think he has got much end product. Right. Uh, to be fair, I, I rate him so highly as, as a player, though. I still think he's he's the best player in our in our side. Mm. Um, and the problem the problem is his price. I mean, if he was six, I think there's a real case for him. You know, you, you'd, you'd be looking at him and looking at Rodrigo and looking at Gross and thinking, okay, he's someone that can kind of fit into this. But at six five, I, I just I just think Rodrigo's better, and I think I'd rather save the money and go for Gross. I think Gross is down to is up to five seven now, so you're still saving kind of point eight. What is interesting with Grosso is he hasn't got penalties, like we kind no, of mentioned. Cash has got um, mm. Yeah, um, I, I, was, I was a bit surprised at that, but not totally surprised. But yeah, McAllister's got them. So with Trossard, you're kind of relying on open play stuff because he hasn't really got, you know, he hasn't really got the set plays anymore. He hasn't really got the penalties. He could be playing at left wing back. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if this new Ecuadorian guy's quite ready to, to fit straight into the side. Good player but, he is. He's a good player. I'll tell yeah. you that because Forrest were after him and I did some scouting for him. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. I know Watford fans aren't a big fan of him because he was there, wasn't he? And he, I think he threw his toys out the pram about a move or refused to play or, or something like that. A um, few, few people comment on it. Yeah, I like Trossard. Again, I don't think he's a terrible option. His XGI non-penny is good at 0.47. I just think at 6.5, he's, I, I'd rather have Rodrigo, Martinelli, Gross. Um, Harrison yeah. over Rodrigo. Um, he is second only to De Bruyne and Salah. Salah has created more chances than any other midfielder so far, which is interesting. Mm. Um, but Harrison, 3.8 uh, chances created per 90 at the moment. He's been outstanding start to the season. One goal, three assists. But is Rodrigo still the edge for you because of the goals or would you look at Harrison as well? If Rodrigo's on pens like we think he is, yeah. then I think he's, he is. If you take that away, I'd go for Harrison. Mm. Yeah, I really I really like Harrison, actually. I really like his eyes. I was a bit upset last year with, with his season because he... I think he got a hat trick in one game, but other than that, he he really didn't build on on the season before mm. when he was absolutely electric. So, I'd like to see him, you know, back to that. And I think he could be an impact for us. Um, yeah. I think six six again is is a good price for him, and especially if if Rodrigo does end up losing his place and Bamford comes in and, and stuff. And I think Harrison will be the one that we get. Okay, uh, quickly on to forwards. Not too much to talk about here. Nunes at the top in terms of XGI on penalty per ninety one point three five. Then it's the players we've mentioned tonight. Jesus, 0.80. Haaland on 0.80 as well. And Kane just behind on 0.63. In between that, Watkins, 0.76. Are you surprised? I mean, Watkins, it's just Villa though. We're not going to go there, are we? We're not going to go there. God, no. Absolutely not. No, there's... I mean, there's, you know, if maybe if we had no strikers to consider, maybe we would. Um, Mm. But we've got got options. You mentioned them. Nunes, Jesus, Kane, Mitrovic, Tony... These are all far better options than than Watkins, just mm. given how Villa play. I mean, I, I like Watkins. I think I think he's a really good player, and I'm not wasn't surprised to see him score, uh, you know, in, in the last game. But Villa's fixtures aren't good. There's problems there as well. I think Gerard could be in trouble if things don't turn around fairly mm. quickly. Yeah, um, Mitrovic is a standout for me, but the fixtures are poor. And the, and mm. the thing, the reason why I'm going Tony, if you look at the fixture ticker over from four to to sixteen, this is the fancy football scout ticker. I should mention. Brentford's fixture is very strong. Just Chelsea at home, City away, but City away is not until game week 16. Um, I will look at Mitrovic in a bit, but at the moment, you know, Arsenal, Brighton, Spurs, Chelsea, the next four for, for Fulham, quite a difficult run, well, a very difficult run for Mitrovic. Gets better after that, but I think Tony's the one at the moment with Everton, Palace, Leeds, Southampton. Apart from the Palace game, those you know, three of the next four are very strong for Tony, right? 
Yes, <laughs> I was. Okay, I was, you sound worried about that. Well, I, I was. I was debating this. I think. I think mm. the Tony Mitrovic conundrum on on a wild card is is a really really interesting one because when I watched mm. the highlights of the Fulham Brentford game, um, but we talk we talk about it loads about how Fulham are so set up and geared up for yeah yeah yeah. But yeah. oh my god, that that game. I mean, if any game could showcase just how. Mitrovic plays in that side it's that one because the cross is yeah, coming yeah. in for him no, over and over and over again I mean Tony has got players around him that can that can step up you know they're getting goals from set pieces he's playing in Bomo. you know they've got Damsgaard coming in this number 10 and he's happy to drop deep and all this kind of stuff and that's the only thing that worries me a little bit with him but the fixtures are so good I think I would still lean towards Tony but I tell you when those fixtures turn for Fulham oh totally Mitrovic, exactly like, it means no so- doubt Look at it, five shots per 90, 4.6 shots in the box per 90. So all these chances are in the box because they're mainly headers, let's face it. And so compared to Tony, he's 1.6, 1.6 shots per 90. Nowhere near, nowhere near Mitrovic's level. But Everton at home is a very strong fixture. Uh, so I, I think I think I want him for that game and he's on penalties as well, of course. But I think it's, yeah, it's only the fixtures that make me go Tony at the moment. But Tony down to Mitrovic will be a move, yeah. I think, that many many managers will make soon. But the, 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 back, the forwards are back already. I yeah, mean, we, we, free we did a whole, We did a whole podcast about, about them. But there's, I mean, there's four really, isn't it? Because you've got Haaland and Jesus, the absolute givens, and then you're having to choose one out of Tony and, and Mitrovic, when ideally you'd probably want all four. And you don't side. consider Kane at all? Okay. Well, like, well, no, well okay, and Kane, yeah. Mm. It, I, should, I should consider Kane. Mm. Yeah, I guess, I'm, I guess I'm kind of writing him off just because I think he's, he's not in the premiums that I would select. Mm. Uh, I would still have Salah, I'd still have Haaland, I'd still have De Bruyne over, over Kane. But, I mean, he is an option, of course. Five, I mean, so that's five five forwards. Yeah, okay, let's get on to... Predict- we've, we're running, well, you know, we've done an hour and a half already. We're, we're, um, we're, we're This could be anything. Uh, let's do a prediction. <laughs> really, talked about really your wild card yet. No, no, predictions <laughs> really quickly then. Uh, current stands in the predictions, miserable week for, for me. Three outcomes correct. You didn't do much better. Three outcomes correct and one correct score. You got the Arsenal Bournemouth 3-0 correct. Uh, we are locked on 47% each, uh, 14 <laughs> correct outcomes, but you are decimating me on correct scores, 6-2. to two. So the roles are reversed. You're getting the correct scores this season. I know, Interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. I might start playing Super 6 and all those all those games, although 20% won't win me anything, so I might not bother. No, and these are the predictions for game week four. And what's interesting, the, for the first time, I filled mine in, and then I phoned you and said, can you give me them over the phone? And you didn't see what I, what I predicted. And you were consistently giving the same scores as me. We've both gone two-one. United win at Southampton. You want to give a bit more credit to United for all those people who I do. Like United. Yeah. And I will. I will say when you send me those <laughs> predictions, the first yeah. thing I do is hide is hide your column. Genuinely. I know. Well, I normally hide it. Before, yeah, yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, I, I don't yeah. want to be influenced by it. But yeah, it was it was interesting over the phone. You're like, That's my. I predicted that. I predicted mm. that. Um, yeah, I want to give massive credit to United. I'm sure they care so much. They did everything the I said they needed to do, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. I sat here last week and I said they need to be in their face. They need to be capitalising on the injuries. They need to stop playing it out the back. De Gea needs to kick it long. They did all of that. Well, he right, must so have been watching Tenor. I, I don't right? think Tenor listened to Black Box and he, you know, he was galvanised yeah, he by my done. comments and he, yeah, he heard yeah, your yeah. tactics and that's, yeah, that's kind of that's it. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, you know, let's not do a whole podcast on United. We haven't, no, we haven't mentioned them yet. It, had you mentioned them so far, but... I mean, there's there's ways to hurt Liverpool and there's ways to play with that United team. And the ways to play with that United team are quick, counter-attacking, stop messing around, playing the short ball and get it long and and, and press them and, and force them into mistakes. And they did that. And it was it was a great game plan, but I don't think Ten Hag is like a tactical mastermind for, for doing it because it's bloody obvious. 
That's he did well. He did well to... with the sub. He did well moving Rashford over to to run at Trent, who was booked. I th- I, I think he made some good calls. So I think I, I, he's I, gone up he, massively in my estimation. I thought he was already out of his depth, but no. He, he he has gone up in my estimation, and I was amazed with the level of performance that he managed to get out of those mm. players. But he did. He got them playing the basic way to beat Liverpool, and and they they just execute the game plan flawlessly, mm. which I, which I genuinely didn't think those players were were capable of. I mean, it's the best game I've seen Fernandez have in like a year and a half. Um, you know, Rashford was pressing; he, he looks fit again when he when he hasn't before. He was pressing really high up the pitch. Martial's going to come in. I mean, there's no way there's no way back for Ronaldo and Maguire. No, no, into, no. Into this no, side, no, no, absolutely no, no. Can't way. See it. Not at the moment. No. 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 So yeah, impressive. The the key thing though is you can't get much of a difference between going from Liverpool to Southampton because Southampton is a game they 100% should be winning. Yeah. And they have to, they have to win this game. All, all the momentum's gone. So yeah. I'm going to back them to do it. I think they, they, they've yeah. got the wind in themselves now. We've they, both they gone 2-1 there. Brentford Everton, you've gone 1-0. I've gone 2-0. Brighton Leeds, we've both backed a 2-1 win for Brighton. It'd be a tight Ooh. game. Brighton always do well against Leeds though. This is interesting. Chelsea Leicester, you've gone 3 all. And I've gone four one Chelsea. What the? Yeah, what are you thinking here? Three all. Yeah, Where is well, Chelsea's I, defense that bad? Well, Kulabali's out. Yeah, and I think Chelsea are, are going to have they're going to have to turn it around off that last that last game. Now, mm. do I think Chelsea are capable of conceding of scoring three goals? Mm. Mm, unlikely. But do I think Leicester are capable of conceding three goals? Yes, probably. And I kind of just think this is just going to be a, a boxing free for all. Just two teams just going at it, hammer and tongs. So mm. yeah. Real. I've gone 4 1. I think Chelsea will win convincingly. 4 1. I think Leicester are poor. Leicester yeah. are poor. Uh, they, they offer stuff in attack, but in defence, they're so open, and I think Sterling could come in here. Liverpool, Bournemouth, both gone 2 0. Not too much to say about that. I think it will be a fairly routine win Don't unless be. Bournemouth get a set piece. I don't think, I mean, people might say, well, they're going to get a reaction. Liverpool are going to rout them. I don't know. I don't know if they got it in them. I don't, you know, the, he needs to refreshen it up, and he hasn't got the player to do it. City Palace, we've both gone 2-1. I think, I guess we both like Palace on the break here, right? I like Sahara against Walker. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think, I think they'll get a couple of chances, just whether they can take it. Yeah. Uh, Arsenal, Fulham, both gone 3-1. This is ridiculous. Um, but I think that's right. <laughs> you know, I think Ramsdale has got a mistake in him, hasn't he? I mean, he's been a bit shy. I mean, I when you own a player, you watch him closely. Ramsdale's given me the jitters. And I, and I think he could make another mistake and... Fulham could get a goal here. They'll struggle. Easy. They'll struggle against Mitrovic. You think? They, re- they really will. He's he's going to cause them all kinds of, of problems. And mm. you know, I do I do like that Saliba and Gabriel partnership. But yeah. I, I think Mitrovic is just going to be. I, I think there's going to be few games in which I don't back Fulham to, to score a goal actually because I think mm. they that the way they've got that team set up is is going to be hard for a lot of teams to deal with. Okay, Villa one all. You've gone Villa West Ham. I've gone two 0 West Ham. West Ham are too good not to win a game. They've gone three games without <laughs> a win, three games without scoring a goal. It's going to come. Villa are shaky. I'm, they're not consistent, and I think West Ham will have too much for them here. Um, Wolves Newcastle both gone on the way win. Wilson out of course, but I do think Newcastle. He's sat coming up. in. It's exciting, isn't it? Mm, yeah, looks good, doesn't he? Six foot four, pacey, can dribble, decent player. What do you reckon he comes in at seven? Seven five, yeah. Same as Wilson. Six, five seven, yeah. He's got to be the same oh, as Wilson. Isn't six he? five. They'll make him seven five. Yeah. So I've had seven. Forest Spurs. I've gone three one as the Forest fan. Three one to Spurs. That is, and as the non Forest fan, you've gone one nil Forest. Woo! Talk to me about that. Where is that coming <laughs> from? Like I said, I just haven't been that impressed with with Spurs. 
And I was really impressed with Forrest at home when I saw them, um, you know, a few weeks ago. So I think there's still some early season momentum for a lot of these promoted clubs. I think your your signings are kind of bedding in and there's kind of, there's a bit of a buzz around the club at the moment. And I don't think it's a terrible time to play Spurs. So it's not really based on any any underlying stats, but I think it's a good time to play Spurs and it's probably quite a difficult time to play Forrest at home. I think we'll give them a game. I think we could nick a goal, but our defence without... Nikati will be vulnerable, I think. We're conceding chances and it's Son and Kane. Son and Kane to blank against fire. Just can't see it. Hey guys, Atz here from FPL Black Box. Just a reminder, this episode is sponsored by NordVPN. If you've ever missed out on your favourite TV show because it's not available in your region, or if you want to improve your overall internet security, you should give NordVPN a try. If you're bored of UK Netflix, for example, why not try switching over to the US or Japan? With just a click of a button, you can do just that. No need to travel to anywhere else for your favorite shows with 5,000 plus server options. Use the link nordvpn.com forward slash FPL and you receive a huge discount on a two-year plan. You also get one month free. Don't forget NordVPN also helps you keep secure and your info encrypted. We know privacy is a big deal, and so you don't need to worry when you use NordVPN about your IP or location getting out. Uh, using threat protection... You can also protect yourself from intrusive website ads and malware. Even if you download an infected file, threat protection kicks in and deletes it before it makes a mess of your computer. The best thing about all this is there's literally no risk to you with the NordVPN 30-day money-back guarantee. Give it a try, and if you like it, amazing. If you don't, you can get a refund and just pretend it never happened. Just go to nordvpn.com forward slash FPL and get your subscription started today. Uh, by the way, 2,700 Whoa. in the stream at the moment watching this, which is fantastic. Thank you for joining us for this. Hope you're enjoying it. And if you are, hit the like, hit the subscribe. Oh, We're now going to look at the Captain Matrix. The Captain Matrix is where we look the, ahead to the game weeks and look at who do we want to pick as captains? Are there options? What game weeks <laughs> are going to be problematic? Salah at home to Bournemouth, we'll talk about it in a minute. Many think it, people thinking it's a no-brainer. It probably is because it's a home win, surely. And in a home win, Salah surely gets something. So he's probably, well, he is the most reliable scorer this game week, I would say. But Jesus against Fulham. <laughs> Jesus is becoming an option now that we've got to consider alongside the likes of Haaland, Salah, etc., isn't he? I'm not totally sure no, on not. Salah this week. No, you're I'm not. on Jesus, not on Salah. You're not on Salah. Well, I, I look at City when they played Bournemouth and Bournemouth put up a, a fight in that game more than anyone was kind of expecting. And in the end, yeah. they got done because they got unlocked by yeah. key creative midfield players. Gundogan, Haaland holding the ball up, you know, De Bruyne just being incredible. Liverpool just don't have that. They don't have that, that penetration to like get through, really. And they're going to be so reliant on crosses from Trent and Salah apparently crossing more and that kind of stuff. So... Yeah, I don't know. I went for a 2-0, a 2-0 Liverpool. Yeah, so do I, yeah. We'll look at the captain data in a minute for this week, but going forward, Haaland at home to Forest in game week five. You've got Salah at home to Newcastle. That's a tough game for Salah, I think. Um, Then you've got Jesus at home to Villa, which probably is the next best option after a City player. I probably will go De Bruyne. Then in game week six, Salah away at Everton, Haaland away at Villa, Kane and Son at home to Fulham. Quite a few options there, I would say. Game week seven, Jesus looks good for me. Salah's at home to Wolves, but Wolves defensively look okay and they all have plenty of possession, I think, at Anfield. Everton, 
go into the Emirates, I think Jesus looks a great option there. And then in game week eight, I think it is Spurs because they're at home mm. to Leicester and it's Kane or Son, I think, because Haaland's at Wolves, Salah's at Chelsea. So I think, you know, a Spurs option has it in game week eight. So that that's just worth thinking about and planning. If we look at game week six, uh, game week four, a bit more on that. When you look at the XGI non-penalty per 90 at the moment, three games, small sample, I say it for the 10th time tonight, <laughs> 0.80, Jesus and Haaland tied. It, it looks like Jesus you know, is a good option, but if you look at the defensive data for Fulham, 1.31 um, XG non-penalty conceded. I've just realised I've not sorted that column, but they're, you know, only, it's not bad, is it? It's not, it's not terrible in terms of XGI, uh, XG non-penalty conceded per mm-hmm. 90 compared to the likes of Forrest and Leicester, that little bit more. Forrest, 1.57 is the worst defence on show here amongst the captain candidates. As perhaps I do expect Son and Kane to get something. And Chelsea, in that Leicester game against, uh, against the Leicester defence, the you know, Leicester defence who were giving up more than three big chances per game. I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, surely, if they give Chelsea three big chances, there's going to be goals, right? For three, three goals. Oh, it's not why we're three goals. I didn't see this stat, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, Mount Captain. <laughs> Can but again, I sell him? Can I sell down. him with this data, though? You look down, and Fulham are giving up three chance, big chances per 90 as well. But mm. I guess the, the Liverpool game skewed it a little bit, maybe. It, it's hard to put any stock in data at this stage, but. One yeah. thing I do know is that, is that Jesus has been unlucky not to get more points than he has. Yes, done. yes. And you've got and to think if Arsenal win, he returns, right? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. And it, it's he's, getting he's, to the point where he's almost being considered as reliable as Salah. It's too early, isn't it, to say that? He's, he's, got, he's got to be an option, though. He, he, he yeah. can't be treated as an 8 million striker playing for an average team. He's playing for one of the, what, the best attacking side in the league and he's playing like a premium player. Mm. So I think you've got to at least consider him. I'm, I'm probably going to still go Salah, but... Yeah, and the majority will. Jesus is definitely an option. So who do you think I'll go, Captain? Well, I haven't seen you wildcard team yet. Well, there it is at the moment. Whoa! I say at the moment. Right? Whoa! I say at the moment. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still, I'm not predicting a very good game week for me because I've, I've kind of, I've had to get on the bandwagons. I think, I think playing the wildcard and not going Rodrigo Saha with the rises that they've been having, they're both going to rise not two this week. I would have thought. Uh, certainly, Rodrigo has on will tonight. I don't know if Saha will get the not two, but they've, they've both gone up in price. So I think that, um, oh. 2,800 normally. See, the wild card has brought them in. Um, <laughs> so I've gone Rodrigo and Zaha. Neither of them are going to start this week because Rodrigo's at Brighton, Zaha's at City. I don't think I'll start them, which means I'll go with the five at the back. I've had to get on Perisic as well. I think if you're wild card and you go Perisic because he just is going to produce when he's starting. And even when off the bench, he could produce. And I expect him to start at Forest. I don't think he'll start midweek. So I'm playing five, two, three. And yes, I've got benching headaches. I'm sure people are looking at it and going, your bench is too strong. But the reason why I've gone with that to start with is I think we're going to see some rotation in midweek. And I think we're going to see some rotation from that point on with the European games amongst City, Liverpool, Chelsea, right? Um, And with that in mind, I've got Perisic, I've got Cucurella, I've got potentially Martinelli, I've got potentially Walker who could get rotated in and out. So I think I need to have one or two players on the bench that I want to play. And I don't mean Andreas, I mean actually want to play if, you know, if, when the fixtures are good. So I'm going to go with this, I think, and rotate with fixtures a little bit. 
And obviously, if Perisic starts at the weekend, I probably won't start Perisic for the midweek game. And I'll start Rodrigo and Zaha, who've got better fixtures. So I'm going to play around with it a bit and see what I do with this. Um, rip it apart, as. Rip it <laughs> apart. I'm sure people in the chat are doing that already, right? Very, very mixed reception in the chat. Uh, okay. Tricky FPL, who I believe does our predictions, um, the new new FPL pot noodle, um, hi, Tricky. He, he calls yeah. it a very tasty team. Uh, v Buckley says it's unbalanced. Uh, Stephen Hodson just says, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, where can I start? I'm picking it. Uh, well, I'll start at the back. Yeah. Uh, five at the back is, I would say, pretty risky, given that we aren't seeing too many clean sheets. Okay. And especially Ch- double Chelsea defence. But Chelsea well. have got the best fixtures of any big side, right? They've got great fixtures. And I do think within two game weeks, Fafana's in. So things will change. Um, so I, and I, and I've only just bought James, so I'm not going to get rid of him. And I don't have to play Cucurella every game because I've got the options on the bench. So if I think Cucurella's not going to play or I think Chelsea could concede, I can just play James. So that's my answer to that one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no Arsenal <laughs> defender. No. And I did think about potentially Cucurella to Zinchenko instead. So yeah, I'm still thinking on that. Yeah, I get that. Walker. I know we've talked yeah. about him. He, he does not fill me with any kind of joy. I know. I know. But he is a boring pick back there. Every one of my defenders, apart from Walker, has got some attacking returns in him. But I just think, I just, I'll, I'll have him for now. But there are good options around there. And I've still got like naught, I think I've got naught two in the bank with it. No, no, I haven't. I haven't actually got nothing in the bank. But I will do the Tony to Mitrovic move in three or four game weeks. And that'll probably be the time where I use that money to do something different with the Walker slot. I think Walker will get in the next three or four game weeks because I don't think yet he's going to be displaced. And even if I do feel he's prone to rotation, I've got a bench where I can put him on the bench if I feel that. So I agree, Walker's only a, a kind of a short-term solution, I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's difficult to really slam it because it's a lot of quite template picks. I mean, obviously you haven't got Cancelo and you haven't got Salah. Yeah, the two obvious ones. The, the two premiums you've gone with are very left field in, in De Bruyne and Kane. I mean, I barely see anyone with one of those two, let alone mm. both of them and no Salah and, and Haaland. Is that, is that mostly for X-Mins? Yeah, it's X-Mins. It's X-Mins for Kane. He's definitely got that. And if, as we said, like Kane will play four, five and six and probably play 90 in all three. Haaland will only play 170 minutes in those three. So Haaland could still outscore Kane, but I can't. I don't think I can double on City. I don't think I want to have De Bruyne and Haaland and put everything in the City basket, particularly with the X-Men situation. I could change that when I see what Pep does with Haaland. I still don't trust him. He says he's not going to play mm. three games in a week, but I want to see it. But so, <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's you know what I mean? mean? It's like, yeah. I'm going with it at the moment. I'm, I'm banking that he's going to be true to that, but I don't know yet. Because it's, it's, I mean, even after all I've seen today, even after yeah. all the all the XGI stuff I've seen on, on De Bruyne overperforming, even after Pep's comments, if you offered me a free swap in my team from De Bruyne to Haaland, I think I'd take it. Would you? I think I would. Yeah. Um, I think Haaland is going to get more points than De Bruyne over, you know, six, seven weeks and he's cheaper. So I, I personally, I mean, I, I should be here saying, oh, welcome to the De Bruyne club. It's really fun and great. Yeah, and yeah, everything. yeah. But I, I'm still... But I will say, if I don't go De Bruyne, 
where do I go with my midfield heavy? I go Salah, do I? So I do the thing that you were like, oh, well, don't you need go a, Salah. Well, you need a City. You, you, need, you need to have Yeah, I need, I need a City. So I could go Haaland up front, but then who do I go in midfield? Salah. Which means I have to downgrade somewhere else. Right? I, I couldn't have Perisic, probably. Or I, I couldn't have... Well, I don't know what I'd have to lose. I mean, I don't... Yeah. I could easily go Salah. I could do it. But my theory is... Well, it's not a theory. Liverpool aren't playing well, are they? It's not, it's not even a theory. No one can argue that Liverpool aren't playing well. And it's whether I go back on everything and I go forward with a team that has Salah and Jesus and Haaland. Yeah. That is effectively the template. Do I wildcard to the template when you're six million in the world? <laughs> do I do that? Yeah, but do you worry about that when, when it's after game week three? I guess that's the Well, that's you the can question. say no, but I, I, it would be kind of like... I, if I do think Salah's role will change when Darwin's in the team, and let's not forget, Darwin will be back in two game weeks' time. So number one, Liverpool aren't playing well. Number two, Darwin's back in two game weeks' time. I will probably consider Darwin when that happens mm. after a few games. So I will get some Liverpool attack. But I are think you, at you the not... moment, I can probably risk going around it. Because, I mean, what, what you could... I mean, your bench is ridiculous. <laughs> like I've, I've never, ever seen... Yeah, but I'm not going to play Perisic... Every game, am I? There's no way I can because well, he's I think not you're going to find it hard not to. I think I think that's that's the I think that is the dice you roll with with Perisic. I can't imagine myself benching him unless Conte is clear in the fact that he's not going to start a game or he's got injured yeah. or or something like that. I just think he's going to be too risky to to be the player that, who you bench. So it's going to be tricky to know when to bring on like Rodrigo and so. I mean, what you could. I mean, it one thing be. I'm just it thinking won't of. Be. It won't because if, so. if Perisic starts at Forest, he misses midweek. Surely he's not going to. I would have thought he's not going to start two games in three. Days. I think it's it's pretty signposted with Perisic. I don't think it's going to be hard to figure it out. We'll have to see. I'm speculating, but I would have thought if he starts one game, he'll miss the midweek game, and then obviously we have to see what happens in the Champions League, right? If Perisic if, plays in the Champions League, we're all in trouble because he's not going to play. He's not going to play Saturday if he plays midweek. Probably. It's, it's just, it's, I just find it strange that you're going into a period and looking at X mins of like Kane and De Bruyne and saying, "Okay, they're the mm. they're the heavy hitters I want because of these X mins." Yeah. And then you're and then you're picking Perisic, who is so random. When, yeah, but well, with X mins on your heavy, you can't take gamble on X mins with your heavy hitter. That's my argument. Well, yeah, that. I know. Okay. Whereas Perisic, that's the reason I've got Rodrigo and Zaha. I can bring. And also, if you look at the fixtures, I've looked at the fixtures for some of these teams. So, Arsenal go to City. Would I play Martinelli in that game or would I play Zaha at home to whoever? I've looked at the rotation combination. So I've looked at, I've done the planning and I've looked at when I would vary it. And there's enough there for me to, for me to get something out of this. But I might not, obviously I've got transfers every week as well. Right? That's the other thing. It's like, so, you've got, so you've got De Bruyne captain? This week, yeah, at the moment. Although... Because oh, he's, just, he's just not as good an option at Palace as Salah, is he? At Bournemouth. <laughs> no, he's not. No, I agree. Agree, but I don't. Ooh. Do I want Salah? Because I do. I, that's the big thing here. Is I do. I know it's only game week three, but I mean the answer in the is world. yes. <laughs> in general, but but... I, it's only yes if you're absolutely convinced Salah's going to go on producing. And if we if we go back, to, I'm not going to bring his data up again. But at the moment, he's got a 25 percent conversion rate, which is almost double his regular his normal conversion rate is 11, 12, 13 percent. So he has, at the moment, he's outperforming what he normally would do. He's taken both his chances he's had, his good chances. And Liverpool playing poorly. He will still return against Bournemouth, I'm pretty sure. But Darwin is back after that. And I think that will change his... It's a gamble. It's just, it's just I can't a, believe just, you're sitting there trying to talk me into Go Salah. 
I'm just presenting all of the. I think you need someone just to, you know, be the voice of reason sometimes. I'm and if you, six, and if I'm you six choose million to in the world, that, right? Where I can't go much lower. I can go lower. But <laughs> you can always go lower, but. <laughs> but I think I think I would be going against that. But you know, my like, policy at the start of the season, if I get if I go Jesus, Salah, and Haaland, which is what you're saying, where do I where do I make up ground? It could. And no one's changed. I'm not changing that team once I have those three, am I? Because that's the point as well. I, I look at the managers who have got those players. They ain't changing. Unless Harlan's going to miss loads of games. Unless Harlan really is going to miss midweek games a lot or miss some league games. I don't think anyone's moving on Jesus, Salah and Harlan for a long time. right? So all of my captain options are going to be in parallel with all this, most, most of the managers above me. So I can't get ground there unless I go deliberately go the, the non-favourite captain every week, which I could do, I guess, right? So I could try and make out ground in that way. I, I, just, I, 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 I find it difficult because, mm. like, I want you to play your own game and I want you to, you know, go without Salah and go for Kane and, and all that stuff. And everything you say makes sense and stuff. It's just, if someone said to me, do I need Salah at home to Bournemouth? Oh, yeah. But, yeah. I would say, well, yeah, of course you do. It's mm. Salah at home to the, one of the worst teams in the league in a home match. So yeah, but you said yourself, you, just, of... you said about 10 minutes ago, you're not sure about Salah for captain, didn't you? Yeah, you did. Well, I did. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. I didn't want him. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I mean, I, th I think the, the key thing for me would be if I was wildcarding right now, I would have a way in, in two weeks' time to, to bring Darwin in. That, yeah, that, well, that, would, yeah. that would be my, yeah. my thing. So the fact well, you've got so much money on your bench... Yeah, but I guess is a is a good thing because yeah, it means you yeah. can you can. Well, to Tony out. Tony will either go to Darwin or Mitrovic soon, only I think. Um, but I mean, Darwin's got to come back in. We've got to give him a couple of games if he starts. It's not going to be immediate. No one can jump back on Darwin, can they? So Salah could do a lot of damage to me in that time. But I, I think De Bruyne is playing well. I think De Bruyne has outscored him to this point. And let's face it, Salah has been a bit fortunate to get the points he's had to this point, given his performances, right? I don't think anyone can dispute that. And De Bruyne has already outscored him, even with that. And if Haaland's going to get as many goals as you think, is De Bruyne not going to pick up points? I just, I, oh, I think De Bruyne, okay. De Bruyne is going to, going, to, going to do well. Don't get me wrong. I just think if, if, you, if you were to offer me one, yeah. No, I, I don't mind. I mean, would you not go Jesus captain? You'd still keep Yeah, it possibly. I've got it on vice yeah. at the moment. I'm thinking about that as well. Yeah. There's a long time to go. It's Wednesday night. There's a long time to go. But, I, I think I need to do something. I, I need to get on Rodrigo and Zaha as the bandwagons because one or both could hold their form and be real bargains over the season. And if I don't get on them at the moment, I think it's a bit silly. You've got to take that gamble. I don't think Rodrigo's a long-term pick. Zaha could be. I think Zaha could be in the team for a while. Rodrigo probably unlikely because he's going to regress massively, I think. So I think I have to do that. And then it's whether or not I have to get Jesus because he's playing so well, right? Salah's not playing well. I don't have to get Salah. It's just the Bournemouth fixture, of course. Are they going to win 6-0 and Salah gets a hat-trick? You wouldn't no, say it was likely, I, I, would you? I don't think Based they on are, what we've seen. I'm, I'm, I'm very confident that he's going to get something fairly decent in that, in that match. I guess that's the, the difference maker. Um, mm. John, John Shelley makes a good point about the wildcard mm. in the chat that I hadn't seen, which is we talked about the home games and you, you presented that brilliant chart of mm. you know, home games and over the next yeah. you know, five home games. We said, okay, three City and three Arsenal is a must. We've only got two of each. Yeah. Is that so, a concern? So 
I could go Haaland over Kane and add the double city for the for the five home games in seven. But if Haaland's going to miss a couple of those, it doesn't. That's I'd, a, I'd I'd be tempted to move Perisic down to Zinchenko and move Zaha up to Gundogan. Yeah, I've looked at Gundogan. Yeah, and I had a, I've got some stats on him, but I'm not going to show it now because it's getting late and we've nearly done two hours. But yeah, Gundogan is the player that I most want to get in at this point. And I've had him and then put him out, had him, put him out. Um, and I did I did look at that as well. So he's definitely almost on the next in line on the watch list if there's going to make a change. It's just the Salah thing, isn't it? Chat, like, chat, like, chat likes my suggestion of, of Perisic down from Gundogan. Perisic down to what? To, to Zinchenko? Perisic, Perisic down to Zinchenko and Zaha up to Gundogan. That gets you the two extra mm. the two extra Arsenal and yeah. players that we've said yeah. so much. But I really fancy Zaha. That's the trouble. I really yeah, I mean, like He's him. a good looking guy so I don't blame him. No, but you know what I mean? I, 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 <laughs> I do think he could he only got what, 15 goals last season. I think he could be good value of where he is at the moment because I think Palace have just got that little bit more attacking edge this season. But I think Zaha's not an easy player to lose in this wild card. Oh, you'd rather have Gundogan over Zaha. I would, surely. but is X-Min's an issue with Gundogan? Is he going to play European games? We don't know that. He's yet, the right? captain now. Yeah, so is he going to play... He'll miss the old game. I think he probably mm. will. I think you know, Bernardo Silva's not going to leave his and He's going to take some minutes. I mean, yeah. Calvin Phillips, we haven't even mentioned him. I mean, surely he oh, plays we are playing a, Europe. Yeah, a bit yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. Now, Gundogan is... Um, and I did, I've done a table for him. I'm not going to bring it up. So he was very much in my thinking and he was in... Until last night, he was in. He was in. So... um yeah, that's 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 something I'm going to consider. But the Salah or the going Salah, Jesus, Haaland, I think it's so difficult to do, mm-hmm. isn't it? Do you play a wild card at six million in the world and just jump on those three players? I mean, of course, if I want to just gradually work my way up the ranks, then yes, and not and not go down any further, then yes, I totally agree. Mm. But it it shows, I don't know. You, 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 it's against you were, my kind of. Uh, you're just in a really difficult position. Oh, it is. You, yeah. you you couldn't you couldn't easily move for Jesus, and I think you've you've basically wildcarded for Jesus. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and and the fact and the fact I think Som will probably miss a game, yeah. so I can't carry him either. Yeah, so. but it, I mean, it's just so frustrating. Like having to wildcard for an eighty percent owned player is, oh, is, is good because it's not yeah. it's not showing stubbornness, but it's bloody annoying. So I I do completely get it, but. Yeah. Um, if Salah was playing well, I don't think I could put an argument up. But Liverpool yeah. and Salah aren't playing well. So that's why I look at it and think, yeah, I think I could probably go without him. But it's, tough it's, you, not, you... it's not just bringing Salah in low. It's then going Kane to Harland yeah. and then having those three who are so massively owned. And people will say, well, that's the reason to have them. But not when you're six million in the world, it isn't. Is no. It? Uh, game week three. I, I think, I, bit, I I think the, the, the tricky yeah. thing is, it's, it's definitely not a week I would like to wildcard because there's such a small player pool. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All <laughs> helped by poor pricing yeah. and fixtures, good fixtures for top teams. So mm-hmm. it's it's not an easy week to wildcard because your team is just going to look the same as everyone else is. And it's hard to find these kind of different well, makers. It, when's they going to... I mean, I've, we've debated this on Twitter this week. When are people going to play that wildcard? I'm hoping... I'm I mean, hoping there's people who can't even make a transfer this week. They're burning no, it. No, I know. It's, it's, so... It is, it is bad and you know us poor content creators having to deal with and, and make content all week about this kind of stuff it's, it, isn't, it isn't easy um, I mean that's the thing it's like I I, I, I think there's, there's so many teams that look identical at the moment in terms of the heavy distribution the back five I, it, it's hard I looked at whether I should play the wild card now but looking forward I was going when am I going to have a when's going to be a worse situation than 6.2 million in the world 
without Jesus and with Son playing who could miss a game in the next two or three games. Well, Jesus could just bury you. I, yeah. I, I, I think I think in your position, I think I, I had to do it. I think I think you had to. Yeah, mm. I think the the thing that you kind of need to balance is then trying to force you know, kind of picks into your, to the team just to be a bit different and to kind of but differentiate your side. But I know it's yeah, not easy. It's, I'm, it's, a, I'm, it's, a, it's a really I'm not one. doing that. I'm putting Kane in for the X-Mins over Haaland and I'm putting De Bruyne in because I think he can outscore someone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is what I mean. I think that the key difference maker that you can get will come in a few weeks and that's Darwin. So mm. I would I would say if you're wildcarding now, have that plan in place of how you're yeah, going to get yeah. to Darwin. Up from yeah. Tony probably. Um, and that and that would be my kind of justification for for doing something a bit different. That, that's mm. that's what I think. Tough, very tough, yeah, very tough, very tough indeed. You did put a cheap wild card together for me. Um, I'm I bringing did. this up now. Um, so this is like take it, flushing the money out of the back, and you're able to get Salah, Kane, and Haaland Then, yeah, with that, do you want to talk for the team for the pod? I actually, I just remembered I didn't for the podcast go for my wild cards. I better do that. It's Sanchez, Perisic, Trent, James, Walker, Cucurella, De Bruyne, Martinelli, Jesus, Kane and Tony, and on the bench, Rodrigo, Zaha, Andreas, and Ward, my reserve keeper. That's the wildcard I've got at the moment. Probably will change. We won't talk about that anymore. We'll go on to this cheap wildcard. And <laughs> as you want to talk through that, it's got Sanchez in goal. Um, Cucurella, yep. Saliba, Perisic, Trippier. Uh, you want to take us from there? Yeah, well, yeah, uh, I'll just do the rest. Uh, Salah, Gundogan, Martinelli, Kane, Haaland, um, and Jesus. So the, the idea of this of this is to, if you're of the opinion that big at the back is is dying off and actually these players are conceding too many goals, not getting great attack returns, the XGI, a lot of these players, Cancelo isn't amazing. Um, you know, James at 0.3 and Chelsea aren't that great. Well, the idea is you take James down to Cucurella and save yourself a million. You get Salah in who's cheap and starting at 4.5. You have Perisic as your premium defender with the attacking potential and you have Trippier and going for all these players you know not costing any more than 5-5 five five, mm. lets you then get in these really good price players of Gundogan Martinelli and Jesus and then you flock it with the three premiums of Salah Kane and, and Haaland mm. and you know I know people don't want to lose Trent and they don't want to lose James and all that but that front six I think is, is really really powerful and when you look mm. at the back four you know, with the Arsenal and, and Chelsea fixtures the way they are, Perisic with the attacking potential and, and Trippier just looking outstanding and Newcastle playing well, I think it's, um, it is viable to, to consider yeah, flooding, no, I, I really coming, like, I was coming out of defence. I was surprised at it. I mean, no Trent, that's the big thing, obviously. But you could stick Trent in and see what damage that does. So I'll, I'll, I'll look at it. It's interesting, actually, you put this together on FBL team. This was predicted to get 55 points over, the, uh, over game week four. My wildcard was predicted to get 57. But, mm, but my original team was predicted to get 60. <laughs> so there you go. But what does that mean? Yeah, what do those models mean? You know, I um, yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. And it's made me think, oh, maybe I do need to get some more money out as well as Cancelo. Do I need to sell in trend? Because, well, because I think that's, that is, that mm. is the route that you could go down if you, if you yeah, do want to yeah. be a bit different on the wild card. And, you know, mm. there isn't, everyone is, everyone has still got expensive defenders. They just have. So yeah. that's the way to Very kind true. of, and I like the fact you've got Gundogan as Kane and Kane as two players that you can literally cheer for. I don't think yeah. you can cheer for Salah, Haaland, and Jesus and Martinelli. Everyone's got them. You can cheer if you like, but you ain't getting anywhere with those four because most managers have got them. Gundogan and Kane, they haven't. So when they score, when they return, that's generally going to be a rank boost yeah. for you, right? Yeah. Um, you're only going to lose rank when Trent or City keep a clean sheet. 
Which they definitely will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Trent gets a return. Yeah. So which they will. So you will. It's a it's a trade off. I, I like it, but I think obviously some matches you're you're not going to get starts from Perisic is the other factor as well. Um, and then Haaland, you might not get starts from Haaland. So you've got there are problems here. It depends on how the rotation goes. Does it matter though? Does Haaland still score in twenty minutes off the bench? Probably, given that defenses are tired and stuff. So maybe it's not a bad thing. Mm. Okay, yeah. um, let's bring your team up. How are you looking for game week four? As you want to talk always through ups- it, always upsetting when you see wildcard teams and, and things. Uh, oh, your team looks great. What are you talking about? Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think I'm in too bad a place. I mean, obviously, I've got Warding Goal, who's who's the kind of the big problem. Uh, I've got Trent Cancelo, James Perez, Zinchenko. Salah, De Bruyne, Mount, Martinelli, and, and Jesus. Uh, and then a, a bench of nobodies, Iverson, uh, Andreas, Archer, and, and Greenwood. What I'm thinking of doing is doing Mount down to Gundogan and Ward up to Sanchez or Raya. Like uh, when, when we talked about Raya, that's, that would be for a hit. Really like but I just, I, I, what What's the point of having Ward? He's, gonna, he's just going to keep getting one-pointers. Like Leicester are just awful. And I'm expecting him to concede three goals against Chelsea. So, And Raya yeah. at home to Everton. If yeah, Gordon I, I think turn up because I'm, he's moving and they don't start him. I'm, I'm, I'm actually Everton leaning towards. Nothing. I'm leaning towards Raya given mm. given the fixtures because I'll, I'll be wildcarding. You know when the, when that good fixture run ends. So mm. I think what I'm going to do is do is do um, Iverson and and mount out to to Raya and Gundogan, and then I think I've got a a good team going forward. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like them. I like the Gundogan move as well. As I said, um, definitely impressing. Um, and yeah, no, I think you're set up well. It's hard. It's going to be hard. I mean, to make up ground from three million. I mean, that's why if you do get rid of De Bruyne and you do get Haaland, you're moving closer to that template. It's 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 a very difficult season for this, isn't it? I think it's going to be it's one of those seasons where you've got to be really patient, and you will you will your rank will improve. You you can jump like a million in one game, right? But I think you're going to get to the half million mark, and then it's going to be a slot. Oh, absolutely. Well, I was I was talking to Janny earlier. He's he's mm. two million as a video for for Scout. Um, mm. He was two million in the world, and he played Neko Williams over Pereira, mm. so it was a difference of seven points, I think. Yeah. Um, if he'd played Pereira, he'd have gone up eight hundred thousand places. So there's, there was just seven points separating yeah, yeah, yeah. nearly a million yeah. places. So I completely agree. I think getting into the top million, in theory, it should be achievable over a few yeah. weeks, but then. Yeah. Pushing down into that top 100k is going to be it's going to be really tough this season. And unless something like Darwin comes in and breaks it up, Sterling does well and breaks it up, then, then you know, or we get an injury, which we don't want, but that could shake it up as well. At the moment, yeah. I think it's going to be hard to. You could plateau at half million, then it'll be really up and down from there. Very very oh, difficult. No one wants that today, plateauing around that rank. Well, I I did it. I plateaued at 200k. Just couldn't get anywhere no. after that. Last not been there. It's, it's not a fun really, way to play. Yeah, it's really yeah. frustrating, yeah. Okay, we've done just over the two hours, as. Um, let's look at the Black Box Leagues to round it off. Um, Norfolk and Chance, the classic FBL team name, James Allen. Norfolk and yeah. I've just yeah. got that. Yeah, there we go. Have you not heard of that before? <laughs> I've heard of it so <laughs> many times, but I've never heard it read aloud. <laughs> oh, my God. Seriously. Oh my. Not watched Columbo, not heard... Norfolk and Chance. I did. I. We're probably now. We've got to make this an eighteen as well. <laughs> um, there goes the top, sponsor deals. James Allen is top on two forty one. Stephen Browner, who was top last week on two forty, right behind him, and then Daniel Eberhard on two thirty seven. Uh, just another shout out as well for Natalie, who's still beating us. As still oh, beating yeah, us. Obviously, she's she's already beaten us this season. I've given up even trying to chase her. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, what an outstanding start to the season she's had. Um, I don't know what to do now. I'm in a quandary. We've had our biggest audience of the season so far, of the whole series so far, um, since we've started Black Box. Um, that's what a wild card does. That's what a suffering, oh. struggling Mark does. It brings well, people I'll, to watch, doesn't it? I'll, I'll tell you what we'll do, Mark. Well, what we'll just, do... I'll just keep getting we'll, worse. That's what is We'll do a match of the day challenge. That's what we'll Saturday. do. Woo! Oh, wow. Yeah, baby. Match of the day so that, challenge see, that's this Saturday. Reason. Do you want me to have Salah going in? Because that just makes that a complete non-event. Absolutely not. Exactly. There Absolutely you go. Absolutely not. I, so, I, if if the, we log on to match of the day challenge on Saturday and we've and got, I've got Salah three and a half thousand... No, we've got three and a half thousand concurrent views and you haven't got Salah, he's getting a hat trick. <laughs> no, it could be they're there to watch the boy and they get a hat trick for me and oh, celebrate yeah. with me. It could yeah, be I'm that. Sh- I'm sure you've got such a lovely, <laughs> a lovely audience who wouldn't at all like. It's, just, it's not. Thing. It's not just our audience. That's any. And we all watch, like watching agony, don't we? And um, <laughs> yeah. So if I got Salah made in captain, the match today challenge would be a non-event. As so, surely oh, yeah. you don't want me to oh, no, do that. No, I, I don't want that. And and you remember my WhatsApp messages to you. All week have been saying not to, not to get Salah. Yeah, but... so why are you trying to talk me into it? Because publicly, Mark, I've got to look like I'm, you know, respectable. Right. We can't both be singing and slagging off right. Salah or people are going to yeah. stop listening. In, for the sake of entertainment, given that I'm six million in the world, <laughs> and I said at the start of the season, Forrest are going to, they're going to do me over at some point this season. And arguably they already have, right? Because Johnson's already scored and I sold him. But like, arguably I should be captain in, I should like, when City play Forrest at home, I should captain De Bruyne. But I don't think I can, or Haaland. I don't think I can. I don't think I can captain a player against my team. Things like that are going to get in the way of my season anyway. And I'm six million. So for in the name of entertainment, I might not, I should not get Salah just for that, really, shouldn't I? But Absolutely. I like, you, I like you can't get Salah. I ban you, I ban you from, from Salah. <laughs> you are banned. <laughs> All right. Well... We'll we'll see what I do. There's going to be a lot of. I mean, you know, I've been up to two or three in the morning already in the last few days, deliberating this wild card. I have had holiday, by the way. I've been off work, so. I but um, you know, I've got tomorrow off. I've got Friday off with the kids. How late am I going to stay up tonight playing with this wild card? Oh, <laughs> I'm going in. to be a zombie, aren't I, for the next two days because it's going to be. I'm going to be on spaces. People are going to be slagging me off on there. Oh, I can't do it as I've just got to settle. Members video with, with Andy as well. Oh yeah. Scout. On Friday. Yeah. And then yeah. match the day challenge. It's going to be a rigorous few match days. Match of the me. day challenge. That's going to be, at least you haven't got to see Son's hat trick. You can wait till Sunday for that. Oh yeah. I'll only see it in person. That will be all right, won't it? This will be it. I'll be watching my team getting destroyed by the player that I backed and then sold in the wild card. That'll be like the biggest kick in the balls ever. If it goes from a, from a Salah hat trick and a match of day challenge to the Sunday song scores against Forest, where am I going to be come Monday? I'm going to be in the gutter, aren't I? And we'll have 4,000 watching next week then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough. It's a good night for me. Amazing. Thank you, everyone. Uh, good night. And see you on Saturday for Match of the Day Challenge. Podcast Network.